Wednesday night. It's the Percy and Face podcast. We've got a real exciting evening lined up tonight. We have a special guest host, um, the one and only legendary Gil Bruce is here tonight. It's uh, opening week of football season. Not really opening week. It's sort of open, but it's football season. So tonight we're going to do, we thought we'd do stadium rock songs. And we'd have Gil on and uh, we'll talk about our stadium rock songs. And then we'll get into some stories. And we're going to chop it up and have a good time. Gil, we're so glad you're here. We even have Tracy here. He's our official photographer tonight. Of course, we are sponsored by Anchor and unofficially by Spedco. We're still waiting on that check. Um, so bring it on. And... We have named the ice maker, so you'll hear the ice clinking, and we we decided to call it uh, the foreigner because it's cold as ice. So, <laughs> Gil, we're so glad you're here. Hey, thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It's a, yeah. it'll be a blast. This is going to be fun. Trace, we're glad you're here. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good to see big so, Gil uh, is an Albertville legend at uh, in sports and. He was the voice of the Aggies on the sidelines for a long time. He's been super involved with the uh, local sports. Um, he was the Albertville quarterback back what year? What was your senior year? Let's say late 70s. We'll just say <laughs> late 70s. And he's wearing it well. He's looking good. He went on and played at Jacksonville State uh, on a baseball scholarship where he is top five in home runs, RBIs, and batting average at JSU. And let me tell you, that's where I went to school. I love it. JSU baseball kicks the shit out of everybody. It's just no doubt. I mean, we beat Alabama. We beat Auburn. We beat anyone. Tennessee. Yep. We beat them all. And back in your day, you did the same. And uh, we just thought you, I thought, and Percy did too, that You'd be perfect to do this because it's the Albertville Boaz game Friday night. Uh, we had a blood drive today, and I understand. I think we probably beat them. Tracy's been grilling hot dogs all day. He smells like a hot dog, <laughs> but uh, it's all good. Don't this eat. Is, don't eat. <laughs> yes, this, this is going to be a fun one. So we're at top five. We're going to do our honorable mentions and. Gil's going to have the floor whenever he wants, and I'm going to prod and press him for some stuff. But uh, well, one, one little little known fact too. But thank you very much for that overly kind introduction. But also too, I want to make sure, like I told you last night. Now I was a musician, a professional musician earlier in life when I was about twelve. Legendary uh, uh, Woody Shelton was teaching music, and so I took guitar lessons from him. Went to uh, started practicing at home. Thought I was getting real good, so I, I was a professional musician after about six months. So anyway, how I became a professional musician was I would go in the den, start practicing my guitar, and then one night my father walked into the den while I was playing, and he looked at me after about two songs and said, Son, if I give you $5, will you go down in the basement and practice? <laughs> so that's how became my career started as a professional musician. It was a short career, but I just want to make sure we got the sports and the music together. So, yes, he does know his music. <laughs> Didn't didn't you want to get guitar lessons from Ray Honey? Yeah, what you got to do, you start out with the legendary Woody Shelton, great musician, and then when you get better at it, then you go to get go to Ray Honey. And so 
I kept asking, when did I get to go to Ray Honey? When did you go to the legendary Ray Honey? And he said, son, you know, right now, Ray heard you practicing and playing the other day. He said, he's hurting his ears. <laughs> he, said, he said, you've got to be able to stay in rhythm, son. So I never made it to the big time, but I did make it to one legend, but I never made it to the big, the big dog. Well, well, you gave it your best. I did. I yeah, did. That's good stuff. All right, so we're talking about stadium rock, stadium rock songs, right? So it could be it could be a walk up song, it could be a, a football team about to come on the field, it could be a fire up song during halftime, uh, it could be all the above. So let's get into it, Percy. What are your honorable mentions? I went not necessarily with the the stadium rock, but more with the sports theme for mine. Okay. So. My first honorable mention is probably one of the greatest sports songs ever written, and it's Center Field by John Fogarty. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And no he, doubt. He wrote this song. He used to be, find himself watching baseball games, and he found himself, when crappy players were playing, he would be yelling at the TV, put me in, coach. <laughs> Did he actually play baseball? No. But he loved baseball. Okay. And he and you know in the song where he says, "Rounding for third and headed for home," a brown-eyed handsome man. He said in an interview that he always pictured that being Jackie Robinson. Oh wow! And that he was, awesome. apparently he was a baseball fanatic. Okay. So I didn't know that. That's a great one, Gil. I'm sure you appreciate. Something. Oh yes, that's awesome. And that's you know Jackie Robinson. You know overcame a whole lot and just one of the greatest baseball players in the. Yeah, world. He sure did, didn't he? He sure did. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's awesome. I like that. Good, great way to start. Okay. That's my first one. And my second one's kind of a little more modern. If any college football fan turns on Saturday morning and they watch college game day, they're going to hear Coming to Your City by Big and Rich. Yeah, <laughs> that's no doubt. I, I never thought about that one. That's deep, man. I that's just, awesome. I just don't know how you – it's – Pop culture now with college football. Okay. Okay. And my third one's kind of a little strange here. But growing up, if you listen, if you watched the Chicago Bulls, of you, course. You heard Sirius by the Alan Parsons Project. Yep. Yeah. The Michael Jordan. And that's days. the doo doo doo. Yep. Yeah. And now introducing your Chicago Bulls. This awesome. Wow. That's, that's good stuff, <laughs> that man. Is. And that's my That's your honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Okay. That's All right, awesome. Gilbert, what do you got, man? Well, I'm going kind of the same way Percy went with the kind of uh, the, the songs that really rocked the stadium and so forth. And my honorable mention, the first one would be uh, uh, Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Uh, you know, used to for years, so within the stretch at all ballparks and just, you know, play, take me out to the ball game, things like that. And so anyway, a lot of uh, towns, in Boston Red Sox started doing this years ago. They actually, you know, start out seventh inning stretch of Sweet Caroline. You'd have 39,715 people every night sing along to Sweet Caroline. Absolutely. It was awesome. And then this more has a local theme to it of Gunnersville and Albertville rivalries kind of tie them together. The oldest rivalry in the state of Alabama. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think they're playing for the 114th time uh, this song's uh, coming up. That's in, uh, amazing. November. But it's a band called Steam back in 1969 oh, yeah. who was saying, Na, na, hey, hey, goodbye. Goodbye. So you go to Albertville, the Gunnersville football game, whoever's ahead with about a minute left, cranked into it, 
start singing and you'd have, if there's 5,000 people on the Gunnersville side, 5,000 people would start singing the song and you could just hear it and it just obviously got everybody fired up. So this is 1969. So 69, 70, 71, those three years. And then even, especially at the Albertville Coliseum, when they play basketball, when they're indoors, you talk about rocking the house. But I mean, like I said, being a little kid, sitting there watching the game and listening, I'm thinking, man, that one right there, that gets you fired up and lets you know, you know, you don't want to lose to the Gunners of Wildcats again. Well, today, that, that almost made my list, but it brought up a bad memory of how I was arrested at a JSU football game for drinking. But, but acquitted. Yes, I was nev never convicted. I did have to go see some officials the next day and cuffed because uh, I was fighting with the police. They poured out my bourbon drink and I stuck my cup under it and I was I was fighting with them and I thought I was winning. And next thing you know, I'm in handcuffs. It's a true story. And when I was being carried out of the stadium, 6,000 people were singing, no, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. And I was like, I can't, well. That makes sense. Yeah. But to this day, that that's all yeah, I had the barnacular. <laughs> I had. There were binoculars that were a flask, and they caught me drinking out of one eye hole. Oh, dear. And next thing you know. And that song's still played to this day, I mean. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I saw that the other day. I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's bad. Memory. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring back bad memories. No, that was actually a good memory. But it was, like I said, it was just magical. All right. You got any more? Well, and one about the honorable uh, mention of the stop, uh, top was. Um, stadium uh, groups, stadium concerts, kind of did mixed them up a little bit, was the 1969 uh, Led Zeppelin concert uh, at Atlanta Speedway. Um, I think it was 1969, and it's the first time Alex Cooley um, had uh, done those concerts. They had to be at Atlanta Speedway because he started out wanting to do it at Grant Field at Georgia Tech, but then sold more than 50,000 tickets. Then he thought, well, okay, let's go to Atlanta Fulton County because you know, they'd just been open a couple years. Well, they went past 57 to 60,000. So he thought, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I've sold all this and I've got more bands coming. And it's about three months before, well, about four months before Woodstock up in uh, Bethel, New York in 69. And so a lot of the same bands, but Led Zeppelin was the main act. But they also had like Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Joe Cocker, uh, oh, wow. CCR. Greatest Clearwater Revival with John Fogarty, like you mentioned. Yes, that was and, one of the first real yep, big festivals yep. before the the whole scene started. And then yep. you had Woodstock, and yep. then you had the big you, yep. you had the big concert at Watkins Land, and yep. the band played mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I put that as bottom of mention, probably my top one will mention, just because, like y'all just said, because it really started the the big arena rock. Same, I mean, sure the Beatles started, but they were they were still bubblegum when they went to shows. They were, but they were. Still, that still started it, but the but the true stadium rock concert that I think would set everybody, you know, throughout the 70s, early 80s, was the Led Zeppelin Atlanta Speedway brought to you by Alex Cooley. Wow. That's good stuff. All right. So it's my honorable mention. It's your turn, Hoss. Okay. All right, big guy. So <laughs> mine are pretty simple. Um, I the Tiger, Survivor. Yep. Right. I mean, that'll fire you up yep. just from the get-go. The first chord gets you. Um, that was from the movie Rocky. Yes. Rocky three. Three. And Sylvester Stallone actually wanted another one by the dust, but Queen would not let him use it. Wow. No kidding. But they, they let the junkyard dog 
Use it in professional Georgia championship wrestling. <laughs> Gordon Soley was the host of that. Gordon Soley, live at the Omni. They would not let him use that. And the original title of that song was called Survival. <laughs> Wow. I did not know that. And they said, you know, we don't want to use Eye of the Tiger because it's right at the first of it and it's too easy. So they ended up changing it, guys. Wow. I tell you what, I've been told he could go deep. He could go Man, deep with this rock. I have no idea. I just like the song. Yes. All right, so my second honorable mention is Crazy Train. Ozzy mm -hmm. Osbourne. I mean, that gets the crowd fired up. And uh, obviously my list is going to be a little bit more on the rock side. So. Well, that was, um, for, that was Ozzy's first single he released as a solo artist yeah was crazy train right and was that on diary of a madman no it was on the one before that yes yeah and that, i mean that just to be the ozzy was already a legend and for that to be the first single that you come out with and it's just yeah it's amazing that intro it's to that great. song just played in a lot of stadiums. Yes. Baseball, football, oh, basketball. Chipper, Chipper Jones uses his walk-up song his whole career. I mean, walk-up songs is a whole different thing. I wish we'd have had walk-up well, songs you know, in football. Ozzy's guitarist for years until he passed away, Randy, Randy Rhodes, was a trained classical guitarist. Wow. He was trained on classical guitar. Didn't he end up with Quiet Riot? Randy no. Rhodes? No, no. He, was with, he was with Ozzy until he passed away. Mm. Okay, good to know. So my last honorable mention is Start Me Up, Rolling Stones. We talked about that earlier. And we talked about Tommy Winkles. And, uh, <laughs> so I was at a JSU game, and I was sitting down, and uh, Tommy Winkles in that Izod shirt was walking up the aisle, and Start Me Up came on. And I, I just remember seeing him looking at me going, Start me up. Yep. And uh, he was always ready to go, wasn't he? He was. Uh, been a great friend all my life. Wonderful guy, and he, he I always remember he took his fun. Excuse me, he's still around, folks, but he takes his fun very seriously, <laughs> without without a doubt. All right, that's awesome. All I can remember is a Microsoft commercial when he was That's weird. Or from the Stones. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the Dodgers and I think I forget who that's Mariners or somebody. They play that song when they run out on the field. You know, like uh, the Braves used to play the "Put Me in Coach." You know, with John Fogerty. Right. But the Dodgers and the and I forgot to think it might have been the marriage, but I claim the Dodgers used to just play that song every time. They, they, whenever they were announcing, you know, the Dodgers are hitting the field, out would come start me up. Uh, they I, probably made more money from Bill Gates than. Yep. Yeah. Probably so. And you know, you, yeah, know, you, mentioned, you mentioned the Braves there. And uh, I, if I knew the name of the song that Chief Nakahoma used to come out and dance to, I would have put it on the list. Buddy, <laughs> you mentioned that. Just passed away. He did. Chief Nakahoma yeah. just passed wow. away last week. Yeah, he had the little TP in center field every yeah. time. The left center run. field. He came out dancing to that song. Don't, yep. don't. Well, he'd yeah. start out around the mound. He'd come out of the dugout. He'd dance around the mound and then run like the wind out to left field. And, uh, dude, and one thing I will tell you from experience, if Chief Nakahoma says, I'll give you a tour of the TP if you'll bring me a beer, <laughs> he does not mean it. Cause it'll get you, it'll get you kicked out of the whole Brave Stadium. <laughs> Did you try this? <laughs> well, I didn't know it, but yes, me, Seminetti, and Lucci, which this, is, you know, we thought we would try it. He said, "Bring me a beer, and y'all can come tour the TP while I drink the beer." The security guards are right behind us, so the, the attendance went from twenty eight hundred to twenty seven hundred ninety eight. 
all of a sudden. <laughs> we got asked to leave. So I'm not a big chief. Now, God rest his soul. Yeah, well. God rest his soul. I'll leave it We can't say that. <laughs> I did like to watch him come out at TV awesome. and dance around. Oh, yes, he would. All right, we're at number five. All right, my number five is with the, the college football theme. It's like when you're at the, the University of Wisconsin, and you hear jump around by House of Pain. Oh man, that's a great. It's song. just a, I mean, it's. I don't know why it makes me want to punch somebody in the face. It's a great scene. <laughs> You're a non-conformist. <laughs> I'm a nice guy too, but yeah. something about that song is angry. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that's my number five. All right, Gil, what's your number five? Well, going, I'm gonna go back to the stadium. Uh, uh, when Mariano Rivera comes out of the bullpen for the Yankees to seal the win. I always played Inner Sandman from Metallica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah, talking about yeah. you know 65,000 Yankee fans who Rusty Greer used to tell me that they used to throw little AAA flashlight batteries at you when he's playing left field. So you know he's like he'd go over to the uh, security and say, "Man, these people are crazy." He said, "Yeah, they are. That's why I'm not standing anywhere close to you." <laughs> he said, "If I was you, I'd play a little more shallow." <laughs> but, you know, that's also a a great thing at Blacksburg, Virginia. Yes. On Saturday night. Yeah. They they come out to enter Sandman. Oh, they, that's great. Yeah, they, their field house is about 100 yards outside the stadium, but they walk through a crowd, and like you just said. When they come right out, they start playing the enter Sandman, and then it just 75,000 people are crazy. Metallica in the studio, they used between 40 and 50 microphones to get that sound. Wow. Out of that song. They wanted it to be a live sound, and that's how many microphones they were using to get that sound. Wow. Well, that's, that's a great awesome. song. That is awesome. Is. Yeah. All right. Where are we? Who's turn? Think of you, dude. Number five. Number five. All right. Uh, we Will Rock You, We Are the Champions by Queen. Yes. Back to back. So it really should, it really is supposed to be one song. And uh, so it gets the. They can split it up in a stadium. They can get the crowd fired up with We Will Rock You. And then, of course, if you win, they'll play We Are the Champions. But sometimes they'll do the whole thing. And Queen live in a stadium, especially Wembley, something like that, um, it's, it's top five worthy. So the 110,000 you know, fans average at those concerts. Absolutely. You know. Wembley, I mean, if uh, YouTube some concerts at Wembley, folks, it's it'll blow you away. Live Aid was there, yep. you know, Queen's performance there. Yes. Um, they also, you know, made another one about Sadus, you know, from a yep. yes, I just from a don't man like that probably song. didn't care about sports, probably. Yeah, I don't think Freddie played any football or baseball. I but doubt it. He sure could yeah. sing. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number four. What you got, Purse? Number four, my thunder's already been stolen. Number four oh. for me is Eye of the Tiger. Yep. I'm a thunder stealer, and I like it. Just last week, and you, it makes you happy to steal my it thunder. It does make me happy. <laughs> but it's hard to beat, though. That's fine, and I'm... If, I mean, if, if you can play place, a song that, that, make, that helps you kick the shit out of Mr. T... Yes. I mean, if, you're, you're fired up. I'm sorry, if you're, if you're on the plains in Auburn... They're going to play. Ah, the tiger. You can watch that movie. Yes. And you just hear that song. And all of them, they did that. Survivor and Rocky Ford, they did another song called In the Burning Heart. <laughs> they did. 
and he was doing the whole workout. Yeah, the montage. <laughs> workout montage in Russia. That looked rough too, by the way. All right, Gilbert, what you got? Number was number four. Number four. Number four. Um, ACDC's Thunderstruck. Oh boy. There you go. And I just leave it at that because it, you know if that song doesn't get you fired up, then you're going to be having a funeral a couple of days later. Absolutely. That to me is is the fire and is a fire up football song. Thunderstruck <laughs> was when uh, the United States and another country did a, a computer virus attack on Iranian nuclear plant. <laughs> what the? They pumped that. They pumped, I remember that. They pumped in Thunderstruck. It was also very popular at Gitmo for the prisoners. And they, oh. That was actually... Well, that's weird. <laughs> no, they played it because they couldn't sleep. Like you said, they were trying to you know, deprive them. Yeah. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. You know, I don't mean to get into politics, but the prisoners at Gitmo, they would crank up Thunderstruck for 24 hours a day at wide open so they couldn't... With bright lights on in, in everybody's room, everybody's prison, whatever, and they'd play it. ACDC named Whoa. that after their favorite toy, which I've never heard of, which is called Thunderstreak. <laughs> what kind of toy is that? I don't know. I don't well, even want to the, think about it. It's an Aussie toy, so, I mean, you know. It could be the, anything. Back in the day, yeah. people were banished to Australia, so. It wasn't an adult so, toy. <laughs> some of my, well, some of my wild friends called well, it Thunderstick, and that's I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Where are we? My number four? You do. Welcome to the jungle, Guns N' Roses. That's it. That is welcome to my house when you're about to get your ass kicked. That's it. Well, so, and that's... I stole some thunder again. Well, no, but in Auburn at the basketball arena, it's called the jungle. jungle. Oh, man. Yeah. Why am I feeding into this? You're a sucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and Axel God. Wrote, That's great. That's good. Axel Boom. wrote that while he was visiting a friend in Seattle. And he's like, you know, he was thinking, Seattle's big, but it's nothing like LA. Yeah. And, you know. So that's when he wrote that when he was visiting a friend in Seattle. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. So, Percy, what's your number three? My number three has already been stolen, and it's Enter Sandman. Yeah. Simply because of that scene at Blacksburg, Virginia, yep. on a Saturday night. It's just, when they had, when Turkey Neck was there. <laughs> Turkey Neck. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Turkey Neck? I need more information. <laughs> uh, the coach at Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob. No. Oh, you wouldn't say so. No, no. Uh, I'm having a moving on. Didn't have a skin graph or I'm something. I'm having a spit the moment here. Okay. Beamer. Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer. Because his son's Shane. Yeah. That's a hard thing to call somebody. Well, 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 skin graph neck. Shame on you. <laughs> I get it. It's funny. <laughs> that's, that's oh my goodness. My number three. So All right. Gil. What you got, Gil? Number, number three. three. All right. Going again to the sport. You know, to fire you up. Journey. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing, man. It has been played and played and played. And, uh, I mean, you can't deny it as much as you want to say, I don't want to hear that song again. <laughs> it is one of the best stadium rock songs there is. It is. It is amazing. Like Without you said. a doubt. I mean, like I said, it works for every sport. It does. It does. It's amazing. Yeah. You're right. All right. 
Well, my number three is Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. That has got the most killer intro. And um, if, if that doesn't get a football team or a baseball team fired up, nothing will. So, any comments on that one, Purse? I don't think you have anything to say about the White Stripes. Because <laughs> no. I knew this one. Have you stumped the expert? I think well, I did. I've got one for you, too, here. My number. All right. This is where on two now. My number two pick is a song that's synonymous with pro football. And it's Hank Williams Jr., All My Ratty Friends. That's, that's the best. I mean, Monday that's night. Monday Night Football. And here's a fun fact. I didn't even think about that one. Really. I didn't either, but that's I awesome. Really George Greenberg would, uh, approached Merle Kilgore, which Merle Kilgore was Hank's manager for years in a hotel. And he wanted him to do it for the USFL. And Hank said, I'm not letting my song go in the toilet like that league's going in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but a few years later, oh, dear. Greenberg was with the NFL, and they approached him to do it for the NFL. Yeah, and, and he did it. And he did it for them. And Hank will tell you that that song has turned him on, turned so many fans on to people that has never heard of him. Yeah. They would come up to him and say, oh, you're the Monday Night Football guy. But they had never heard his music before. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's probably made him more money than anything. <clears throat> yeah. And then he made a comment about the golden child, Obama, and they kicked him off Monday Night Football. And he goes home and writes a song called Take a Knee, Take a Hike, <laughs> which is a great song. If you of course. Never, he, if he's going to have a, a, opinion. a, a yes, <laughs> opinion song. If you've never heard that. So uh, that's my number two. That's a good That's story, a good too. That is a good story. All right. Next one, going to, this was kind of in general in a lot of places during the game, but uh, the Baja man, who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs yeah. out? Yeah. Because that was after halftime, you know, and like a baseball game, they quit selling beer after the seventh inning. So right about, the again, around the seventh inning, several of the, of the teams play that, and, of course, you've got 40,000 people going, who, 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 you know, and just going crazy. Why do they stop selling beer at the seventh inning? I guess they want everybody to sober up. Well, I'm glad you asked that question, young man. I we knew got, got something. The, the, one of the main reasons was the Disco Sucks night we talked about. Yep. Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, WLS out of Chicago. They sold penny beer. <laughs> sold penny beer. And they were, between doubleheader, everybody, WLS said, bring your disco song, and we're going to blow it up. And half it between games of the doubleheader. This actually happened. This yeah, 19, the yeah. summer of 1979 <laughs> took all disco records out of center field at Comiskey, old Comiskey Park in Chicago. And so, next thing you know, people were not leaving the field. There were probably 40,000 people there, and you know, 20,000 brought records. So they said, okay, the WLS uh, John Record Landecker gets on there and starts going, okay, three, two, one. And they blow up. Well, you know, the records are made out of petroleum. Next thing you know, a big bonfire comes out. <laughs> and so then everybody decides, okay, you know, they some beer, so everybody's going back and forth, had plenty of beer. The fights break out. Next thing you know, the commissioner of baseball makes the White Sox forfeit the next game. I didn't the realize they had to forfeit. So they went one, they won the first game, lost the second game to the Tigers. And, of course, after that time, they let the season go through 1979. So since 1980, you better buy your last beer at the bottom of the seventh. You better hope for a big inning. 
because you're done. Start top of the eight because they want you to kind of sober up. And this is all because the disco sucks. That, that was the main. That was the end. That was the end of it. That was that it. was that was the reason that they ended up changing it over the winter meetings the next year. Which, by the way, you can watch this on YouTube. Yes, you can. It's still, it's yes. on YouTube. Yeah. Well, because, disco was the downfall of a lot of things. Yes. But you know, why do I like it? I can't help it. I'm a Bee Gees fan. Well. I mean, it, it, well, yeah, it was good rhythm, and you know, some of the stuff was good. And the thing that I like about that when I was when I was 19 years old or whatever, 20 years old, you know, girls like disco. Mm -hmm. So, and I like girls at that time. So That's I think, good. You well, still like them are, today? Yes, too. sir. I'm That's married good. to a fine one right now. Thank you. <laughs> the goodness. best. Yeah. One of the best. And so I'm thinking discos were pretty much the reason why that disco ever, because it, you know, it was basically the same. Rhythm over and over and over for three minutes, and then you go do something else. Well, damn. <laughs> well, my number two is Thunderstruck, ACDC. So we've covered that one. Uh, it was in a great movie. What was it, Varsity Blues that was in? That was oh, several. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been in several football movies, but uh, I wish that would have been a song when we were playing football. Yes. Yeah, well, that would have been a locker room song you know, for sure. Like I said, there weren't many, you know, because a lot of these songs we're talking about, I mean, a few, like uh, Sandman and uh, Ozzy, so like that were before, like the late 70s. But, you know, a lot of these were the early 80s. You know? Yeah. I mean, because you're the expert. You and know? I, got, I got to see ACDC in concert for $23.95. Man. This is before Don Henley screwed us all and gave us the $100 concert ticket. Yeah. 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 Now check out the new Eagles concert prices. Good. Great. Thanks, right. Don. Yep. All right. So we're at number one. And my number one is going to be on nobody's list. So we'll go ahead and tell you. If you say Gary Glitter, rock and roll. 2001, <laughs> a space odyssey. Because it was the Nature Boys theme. Woo! <laughs> That's him. That's him. It was also Elvis's intro and um, the Hawaii concert. And, well, it was Elvis's intro, and it, the good thing about Elvis's intro, right at the end of it, they kicked into CC Rider. They did. And it kind of had that up tempo stuff. Yeah. But it was the Nature Boys theme. You've been waiting to say <laughs> That's that. awesome. You did a good job, too, by the way. Man, that was awesome. It is homework. Gosh. All right, Gil. Uh, my number one is a, a pretty good guitar player named Jimi Hendrix, a oh, song yeah. called Purple Haze. It's, not, it's a little too strong probably these days for a lot of uh, ballparks and so forth, but, again, I'm going back to the early 70s, early 80s, and, you know, throughout the 70s and 80s, you know, pretty much every ballpark, every, you know, pro, professional sports, they'd crank up Purple Haze, and Jimi Hendrix, and it's just, you know, just a mind blower, and of course, you know. It'll fire you up. Yes. That's a great song. It is. It's the intro, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Of, of that's it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of it with uh, with Stadium Rock is the intro, because yeah, it grabs it. the crowd and gets them in the right mood. So. Yeah. And that was really more of a personal preference, but I, yeah, you know, again, I haven't heard If it. you would have had a walk-up song, if you could have picked a walk-up song in your baseball days, what would that have been? Uh, Thunderstruck by Ted Nugent. By Ted Nugent. And it, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Stranglehold. I'm Strangle sorry. Hold. My fault. I, got, I, I was looking at Thunderstruck. Sorry, I, when I looked at Percy, Percy's like, huh? 
No, I'm sorry. Stranglehold. Stranglehold's by a great Ted song. Nug That's like a seven-minute song, yeah. too. The it? intro, too. Yeah. About, yeah. A minute long or whatever. Do you know Mike Bruce said that Ted Nugent was an absolute dick? He said he was a jerk. He's, I've seen his interviews, and he's he's not very flexible. That's for sure. No, that's, he thinks but one man, way. he could rock it. Oh yeah, Stranglehold's a great song. Sorry about that Big mistake there, gentlemen. That's okay. all right. So my number one's Inner Sandman. So if that one doesn't get you fired up, and if you're a if you're an athlete and you're about to come on the field or you're about to go in the game, or whatever, I wish we'd have had this stuff playing. Yes, and, you know, Inner Sandman is it's it's to me the number one. It, it's just awesome. Yeah. I'm telling you. So that's it. We've got our number five. Gil, you got anything you want to add to us tonight? I mean, y'all just about covered it all. I mean, it's just, you know, just a couple little small little tidbits about sports that I wanted to throw in there before we got through was uh, some of the broadcasters. You know, you had the legendary, you know, uh, Ben Scully, who just passed Absolutely. away, 67 years broadcasting the Brooklyn and the LA Dodgers and so forth. But you know, everybody knows Harry Carey. He was with the Cardinals yep. and the Chicago Cubs for several years. You know, but his his son meant more to me. Skip, Chip, Skip, 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 Skip yeah. and then Chip, Skip, well, and Pete Van Weren. A couple of uh, Harry Carey quotes. One of them, this one got him fired from the St. Louis Cardinals, made him a free agent to go to the Cubs. Was that he was working with uh, Mike Shannon on Cardinals broadcast one afternoon, and he said, "Look, Michael, look down there. There's a couple of newlyweds down there." And Mike Shannon took the bait. Oh dear, Harry! How can you tell they're newlyweds? He said, "Well, he's kissing her on the strike strikes, and she's kissing him on the balls." <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the son. Uh, you missed something about Harry Carey, and then you got Skip Carey, the son, doing a Braves game one night, and in uh, little known fact, probably that you know, Harry Carey probably drank. 20 to 25 Budweiser's a game. He's a Cub oh, fan yes. and a Bud man. Bud man. And so, so Skip, he went to the liquor. And so he's over there watching the Braves, and they're like 47 and 100, you know, record and terrible. Yeah, that's 2,000 people in the game. game. Yeah. And so he looks down and says, hey, they got the bases loaded, and I wish I was too. <laughs> but those two little, you know, little tidbits that I want to throw in there just for just a he little bit a of classic. Just for, you know, but be sure and pay attention. Watching a, an athletic event is great and wonderful, but everybody talks too much nowadays. It tries to fill you full of information. To turn on the radio, if you've got a chance to listen to a game, Eli Gold, you know, yeah. Auburn uh, people, you know. By the way, I hope Eli Gold gets well. He is not going to be able to start the uh, football season yeah. this year, but hopefully he'll get well and make hopefully it through the year. Hopefully he'll come back. You know, yeah. but, well, I tell you, my favorite football announcer college was Larry Munson. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was the guy, wasn't it? Stepped on with a hobnail boot. Yeah, he came up with stuff just right out of his top of his head. Oh yeah, just crazy stuff. Well, listen, we got uh, football kicking off again uh, Friday night. Um, Gil, you're not going to be on the sidelines, or are you? No, will? I'll try to. The Albertville travels to Boaz. Big rival, always has been a big rival. Great crowd. It, it also brings a lot of great um, publicity and. and, and the city of Albertville, the city of Boaz, do some great things with a blood drive, and you know that's just awesome. And uh, you know, hopefully Albertville will win it again this year because they, they worked very, very hard at it. But, but Albertville, Boaz, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance to go to that ball game, it's it'll be a great one. It'll be packed, and it'll be a great way to spend your Friday night. Anything else you want to add? 
I am good. I just appreciate Man, I appreciate you gentlemen very much. We are so happy you've been here. This has been Stadium Rock with the one and only Marshall County Sports Hall of Fame legend, Gil Bruce. And uh, all I got to say is bye-bye.